We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ooh, welcome in, everybody. It's another episode of the DNVR Rapids podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Carroll, a.k.a. Merchell. A.K.A. What's going on in Rapids land, baby? And boy, do we got a lot to talk about. Uh, and we got a nice little cast of characters here to break down all the news from the week. Of course, Art Town Dwayne Brown. Ooh, I got a new name today. I like that. I, I like that. that. Yeah. Because uh, I forgot to say that you're the art director at All City Network. So. No, I like it. It was the perfect combination of all of the things. Well done. Thank uh, you. I salute you, sir. I'm pretty good at the nickname thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> about all I got. Also joining us, um, if you're listening to our show, you read his stuff at the Denver Post. You follow him on Twitter. You've heard him right here on this set before from the Denver Post. It is Brendan Plone. Howdy, fellas. Welcome back to the show. Um, we had a whole plan for this show yesterday. <laughs> and then Bogert drops his uh, his report about the two finalists with the bombshell that former Red Bull, former Toronto FC, uh, former Manchester United assistant, former Leeds assistant, Chris Armis is a finalist for this Rapids job. Um, Chris Little, also a finalist for the job. He said two unnamed, right? He said two unnamed, but finalists. He didn't, he didn't rule out the two. Mm-hmm. At least that's not how I read it. But just that he knew two names, didn't know two others. Um, do you want to... I do not want to mess up the pronunciation of the newest candidate, uh, Charlotte assistant, Ka. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Ka. Mr. Ka. Poe Madu Ka. Coach Ka. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah. Poe Madu Ka. Um, Gambian by way of Norway. Um, he has played all over, not just Europe. I believe he played in Qatar as well. Had 40 caps with Portland. Uh, played 30 games with Vancouver. So he is MLS experience. But he also just has general world football experience. Initial reaction that I've seen over the last hour or so on Twitter, fellas, is positive. 
to this kind of guy. He falls in line with that Efren Juarez, uh, uh, Jack Wilshire style candidate of, yes, it is would be their first head job, but they have a wealth of experience all over the place. I mean, I personally like the fact that um, <clears throat> he was a scout for FC Cincinnati. Um, he was an assistant for them. And then he was the North Texas SC coach. I remember him They're a great, last year. That's from, a great club. They're, they're two team. Yeah. And he was a really good coach then. Um, and, I mean, I, I think it's a really good fit if, if what they're looking for is trying to find somebody who can connect the young guys and the old guys together and make a mesh. I really like this. Personally, over um, yesterday's d- announcement of Chris Armis when – He's had a very up-and-down career uh, as a coach. I mean, shoot, I loved him when he was with the Chicago Fire. Um, but as a coach, you know, he's kind of a known commodity at this point, and we, <laughs> we don't, you know, I guess the, the reactions when he was at Manchester United weren't all that great. He got fired from Toronto FC early on. Um, who, I mean, maybe it's, this is a shot. For stability, and that's what they're thinking. If if he's a, a contender for this job, but sure. um, between him, Chris Little, and um, now Pa Moduka, I mean, it's it's a. I, I personally like the three, but it also kind of tells me where the coaching search was at from maybe a financial budget perspective. I when, actually want to talk about this. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, because I saw. I mean, you see it everywhere, right? I think, I think specifically our guy Jason Maxwell was, was pounding the table the hardest of these are cheap. Rapids are so cheap. I don't think MLS retreads are the cheap hire. No. Right? And I'm not saying that they're going to splurge and spend money on a S-tier MLS coach. But it's also the worst season in club history. So how right. do you not consider opening the checkbook a little bit more? You know, sure. To find the exact person. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as, as Matt points, as Matt Pollard, our, our great colleague, Matt has pointed out a few different oh, times, yeah. like out of, if, if you're, how many other teams we have right now in a coaching search, it's like eight teams. Out of, out of those eight teams, how many of these guys would be a finalist for those same jobs? You know what I mean? Like, sure. is he the, are these guys the top of the top of the top? Or is this just a very rapid, specific quality mindset over you know um something else that's a really interesting i really like that point because one i don't know that teams wouldn't have a guy like wilshire or juarez like i'm not saying they wouldn't have those guys as finalists i don't think that they're on most initial lists Mm -hmm. right when there was what nine eight openings this season in the mls right i'm sure some guys thought about some European guys or some, you know, some up and comers, but you know, I think the world of football is vast. There are so many coach, right? There's several assistants and a head coach at every club. Then there's the Academy coaches. Then there's the second team coaches, right? I mean, there are your options are only limited by how far you choose to look. Right. So, Wilshire definitely wasn't the top of a lot of people's list, but I do think he's a list, a future guy on a lot of people's list. Juarez, I think he's on some lists in terms of keep an eye out for that guy. Um, but Armis, 
I can't imagine many MLS teams are looking <laughs> at Armas and drooling. Uh, Dwayne, you actually said something when I was talking to you about this coaching rumors not an hour ago upstairs in the DNVR offices. And I want to bring this up specifically because you credited me in your thoughts on the coaching search. So I want you to explain in, to in, the nice people inside source what your thoughts are based on what you've heard over the last 24 hours or so um, and where your sort of heads at with the coaching I search. Said. I don't remember what I said. I have such a short, bad short term. You just gave credit to me. I don't remember why. And how to approach you're doing a good the job. search. Because you're doing such a great job, Mitch. That wasn't it. You said... No, I'm just keeping my mind open on it. I mean, That's what you were saying. You were, like, you were keeping a level head to this. Yeah. There's no point to react positive or negative because there's so many variables past yeah. the coaching hire before we know a thing about this team. Here's the thing about it is... And I'm sure this is the same for many of us. I am not a professional sports GM. And I don't know what goes no. into uh, <laughs> hiring a coach. So, you know, I, I'm just trying to honestly, I don't have any takes on the coaching thing other than Armas. I am the least excited about <laughs> uh, it. just feels like Anthony Hudson in a, in a, in a bald yeah, package. I mean, you the thing I mean? is the kind of the way I look at it is this when we were in the coaching search, and Anthony Hudson was a finalist, and I looked at his resume. What I saw was a garbage resume. <laughs> uh, just someone who was not good at coaching. He had one good thing on his resume in Oceana um, and really nothing else. Um, and I thought, how could we possibly hire a guy with such a bad resume? And he produced one of the worst seasons in Rapids history. Uh, our next coaching finalist was Robin Fraser, who had arguably one of the best resumes that I've seen. Um, oh, yeah. And that it ended was very, very pretty good. poorly. Yeah. And <laughs> also had one of the worst seasons in Rapids history. So, man, I don't know. Like, you know, those were my takes is, is, is that I've researched the guys that, that were the finalist and saw – Really terrible experience. How could we hire him? Um, and then really amazing experience. Great looking resume. And we hired him. And they both ended up with two of the worst seasons that I've ever witnessed as a Rapids fan. So, man, what do I know? You know, it's I mean, just, what do any of us know? Yeah. And so <laughs> it's fun to talk about. Right. And it's like, what would be the most exciting person to hire? I don't know if that's the right guy to hire. What I do like about the latest, you know, from an hour ago um, with Ka coming in as as a candidate is what Brendan mentioned as well, is that he was a scout for a while for Cincy. And um, I, I just like that aspect of having um, an eye for talent, especially when our club um, consistently puts out the message of the relationship between um, Rapids 2, the academy, and the first team. You know, So it's like I like the idea that he's got an eye for talent. He's done that professionally, not just someone who likes to look at, this could be a good person, but someone who actually has that as experience. So that's, I think that's an interesting quality that comes in that we haven't seen in other candidates. Does that make him the right guy? Man, I don't know. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just know that there's one that I don't like, and then the other ones are okay. You know, they, so, all, they all bring something to the table. So, according to Bogart's report, four finalists, right? So we know for sure. We know three. Pamaduka. Yeah. We know Chris Armis, and we know Chris Little, right? Um, that fourth, Efrain Juarez. We've heard Jack Wilshire. Um, I've heard some wild names. <laughs> That I'm certainly not going to report because I don't want it to turn into something that it's not. <laughs> yeah. But there were some names involved very early on in the process of people reaching out to the Rapids, Rapids reaching out to people. Uh, it's tough to know who that fourth person, right, who that fourth person really could be. Mm-hmm. Based on who we know those three are, Juarez and Wilshire line up very well. Well, not with Armas, but with the other two, right? Um, if you were a betting man, Brendan Plone, yeah. where do you where? Maybe not even if you're a betting man. I'm just trying to like, what's your what's your gut telling you right now about this? I mean, search? I have it on good authority that I can also confirm that the search is pretty close to finishing. I mean, sure. I heard from sources that there is a target date of within the next week. Yeah. Yes, they, um, I mean, that's what that's kind of been the goings around is we'll have an announcement sometime in the week of November 6th, right. give or take. And based off of today's news that they and both um, Jeff Carlisle from ESPN and Tom Bogert reported that the search is in its final stages. Um, I think it's probably down to two realistically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll probably announce it early next week. But if I were a betting man... Oh, gosh. Um, between the three, I really like now um, Pa Maduka um, as, the, as the guy. Yeah. With Chris Little being a, like, as being the go-to number two. Like, I, I mean, love the idea of Chris Little. Because I, love I, the I idea do, of too, Chris because Little. the players respect him so much. And they've worked. They know what he's like. They've he's worked with all the homegrowns from this class. And Cole has specifically said about, you know, what he's kind of meant. And, and the likes of Sebby Anderson. And I mean that that final press conference. It was like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the coaching search, but we know we want to play a certain style of play. And I talked to Connor Ronan that final week, and he's like. We have to be better in, in transition. We have to get better with defense. And we have to be know exactly who our, I, who we are as a team identity. And with Chris Little, I mean, shoot, if he doesn't get the job, dang, that would be a bummer. But you best believe, like, he's going to be back next year in some form capacity because yeah. the players respect him way too much for and him look- to even, you know... If we he can, decides to move on. We can guess what sort of culture, right? Like X's and O's are pretty easy to see, right? Like you can you can see what Armis wants to do on the field, right? We can probably figure out through watching Bruges and NYCFC and whoever else, um, you know, you, you can kind of guess what Juarez would want to do. And we've seen what Little does. But culturally, you know, right? Like you know what Little brings. And culturally... He is a one of one, right? Like, I hate to throw around like a Ted Lasso thing because he obviously knows a billion times more about football. 
But he is truly a one of one human being. Like oh, yeah. I truly respect him on that level so 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 much. And the players bought into him, right? The players like him. He I don't know. I like betting on guys that are one of one, right? We've seen Chris Armas a few times and we've seen Chris Armas as fill in the blank MLS coach before, right? There's nothing new coming there, right? right. Chris Little is a one of one and to see him be successful with the club would be amazing. That being said, I still just feel in the back of my head that that isn't the move. Um, I, man, Juarez was my favorite, but this car move, man, this car move has me, has me thinking that, that they may have bet on the right, right young guy. Mm -hmm. I think he's just 43 years old, something like that. Um, He is truly an interesting, interesting wrench into the, the coaching process. I mean, that's a name I hadn't heard at all. I mean, I could shoot. I could reach out to the FC Cincinnati be report, reporter to be like, well, "How was he viewed within the organization?" Pat Brennan. Yeah. I mean, um, great guy. If if they ever play him next year, have him on the show for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, with with how high he's kind of been valued, I mean, it's now that I think about it, I, I remember hearing last year how much of a one for the future um, Cobb was to watch mm-hmm. like he's going to be a coach one one of these days and if that's now good for the rapids for being on it early yeah right yeah. like th- seeing guys like wilshire in the process and seeing guys like Ka in the process and juarez where it's you know i know i know rapids fans are frustrated being the first right they don't love being the first person to see like taking the first chance on a coach i don't know why that took me so long to say that sentence but like they're so frustrated with with proving, right? And for me, I'm looking at this like these these are names that are going to be in coaching rumors. Not just this year. They'll be in coaching rumors next year and mm-hmm. next year and next year and next year. And maybe maybe a guy like Wilshire is gonna hold on and he's gonna get a Premier League job or a championship job or you know, or the Bundesliga or whatever. Maybe he never makes the jump to the MLS. Juarez has bounced around. And has, you know, NYCFC, Club Bruges. These are clubs where you find success there, you find success there, you're going to get jobs, right? So you have to credit their process in that way and that they are identifying guys who maybe are a cycle or two early, but it's, again, with, with the asterisk next to Armis's name, these are guys that are viewed as long-term successful head coaches. Mm-hmm. At least right now, based on what they've done so far as assistants and other opportunities they've had around soccer. So you do have to credit them there. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I. who knows? Uh, uh, the thing that, that I liked most about that Boga report is a decision is imminent. That was yeah, the term. Carlisle confirmed it today, too. So, yeah. Imminent. Mm-hmm. So I bet we know by Tuesday. Do you think that the fourth candidate is the one who's it's going to be, and that's why they're keeping that one the most secret? Oh, there's my spin. Tinfoil Dwayne, put my tinfoil cap on. Um, I mean, I'm definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm reading through the chat, and you know, 
I think Wanner is really. I mean, I was kind of leaning, leaning, and I also like PMK as as a name because I can pronounce that. Um, but I mean, there's just I don't know. There's a lot to like about him coming in, and not just like we talk about the scouting. But Mitch, didn't you say he's, he speaks like seven different languages? He speaks seven languages. Yeah, he's from I mean, Gambia, just, so I believe yeah. Gambia is. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to know all the languages down there, but I'm assuming he knows Norwegian, English, probably some Spanish, apparently. some Spanish. Like, yeah, this guy can, I can connect. I, I like that. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I, I like that a lot. Um, Wanders was mentioning just how sought after he was, at least interest wise last year um, by teams looking for a coach as well. So I don't know. Maybe also, maybe that's where I'm leaning right now. Just, I'm just, on the PMK so train. You're on, worth, worth you're on mystery fourth guy. Well, no, I'm right now I'm on Kaw because okay. that's what we know. But sure. I'm curious about mystery fourth guy. Like, would that not be I the most like, rapids thing ever is to keep keep the actual decision, you know, completely closed up, you know, and then let everybody else speculate and yell on Twitter about every, you know, every other candidate. I, yeah, I agreed. I mean, I personally like, uh, I mean, don't forget. I mean, he coached a fledgling Pacific FC in the Canadian premier league game and, uh, Canadian premiership. Yes. Underrated league. Seriously. He won 21, eight, 14 and two seasons. Granted, one of them was the COVID year and the launch of that league. But, um, I know, I think it was the Voyagers cup. They upset, um, a big time MLS team, maybe in two straight years. I mean, he built something there. I'm in, and then took the job with North Texas SC, knowing it's a, an MLS Next Pro connection. Sure. Wasn't then took the assistant gig with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of been building through a developmental pathway, which I appreciate. And so considering Vancouver, he beat Vancouver. Yes. according to Wanners in the in okay. the chat. Shout out yeah. to our guy. So like, if you think about the his trajectory i mean it's kind of i i really like it how he's a finalist right now i'm in i'm I'm in in. and look i'll say this and like we got a whole bunch of ball knowers in the chat today shout out you see logan in there dustin judgmental jim buffs uh everyone thank you for joining us today thank you for jumping in the chat um look if the ball knowers here are in on ka tend to be on the right side of history, a lot of these guys. So um, now sign me up. I think it's a great move. Um, and then just break out that checkbook, come free agency. Um, but that's a whole nother pod. We're not doing play- players yet. We're actually going to jump yeah. into a... Um, we're going to jump into our season review. We're going position by position group. We are going to do goalkeepers and defenders coming up here in a second. And then we're going to jump into our farewells to our sweet, sweet <sighs> angel boys, Jack Price, Diego Rubio, a.k.a. 20 minutes of Dwayne waxing about his guy, Pricey. <laughs> nah, I'm not uh, gonna go <laughs> but first, we have to, sad. have to, have to talk about our friends at Illegal Pete's. Uh, look, they're the best. Um, this episode of DNVR Rapids is sponsored by Illegal Pete's. The Avs are back. The Nuggets are back. Become the MVP of your watch party with Illegal Pete's from a queso queso. Are you guys familiar about the queso queso? I'm familiar because we've done the read every show. 
No, 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 no. That's the queso pen. The case. Oh, queso. Oh, no. Tell yeah. me about it the is queso, a box queso. About yay big. A case, if you will. A case with 32 ounces of queso and a ton of chips. It is just a suitcase of happiness. That's a, a briefcase of happiness. That's a lot of queso and a lot of yes. chips. Uh, or you can get our burrito boxes. That is just a whole bunch of... Burritos. Uh, of burritos, <laughs> however you want them. They're really good. We have, pa- they have party marks. You can buy a quart of margaritas from Illegal Pete's. Those things are strong. And the party marks, woo, buddy, that's the way to go there. They've got you covered to fuel your entire crew. If you have tickets to a game this season, head to Illegal Pete's before or after any ticketed event. Any. That's not just sports. Any ticketed event. Comedy show. Concert. Um... I don't know. Motivational speaker. What if I just put on a show? Is and, it ticketed? And make tickets for it. Probably works. And give everybody tickets. Illegal Pete's wants you to pre and or post game your ticketed event at Illegal Pete's. Head down to Illegal Pete's before or after and score a free house margarita or draft beer with their sound check promo. Just show them your ticket when you buy your food. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and Beer. Is it time? I believe so. Is it time for Mitch's Pete's Tip of the Week? Uh, this one is going to be off the top because I did not plan one this week. Um, but a lot of people don't know about Pete's makes these really good salad dressings in-house. I've talked about putting the spicy ranch on quesadillas before. It's true. But yesterday... I made more of a wrap than a burrito, and I put the house-made tomato vinaigrette in my burrito just to mix up the flavors a little bit, and it was awesome. Shout out to Illegal Pete's. We salute you. Um, (laughs) All right. That's it. That's our ad reads for the day. Um, Season review time starts off right now, and we are going to begin with Keepers. Um, let's kind of speak in the aggregate first before we dive in specifically to players. This was an odd season for the keepers. We saw two. I mean, you saw Abe a little bit. I kind of gave him an incomplete because we didn't really see him enough to really, really grade him for the season. I saw him a lot with our two. Sure. Yeah, he was great with R2. Yeah. Different, different, whole different thing. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yarby, man, I thought Yarby, he started off a little rough. Obviously, that Seattle game kind of set a pretty bad tone for things. But you get past Yarby and, or you get past those kind of like the bad games, right? And what you saw a lot of was shutouts, right? Mm-hmm. This team was, I believe, fourth or fifth in clean sheet percentage on the season. Now, a lot of those were 0-0 draws at home. Yep, I believe they right. had six of those this year, and they had eight overall. It was nil-nil. It was nil-nil always. Always nil-nil. And the problem is, and maybe we start digging in here. We can start with Yarby. The problem is if you give up more than one goal, Relax. the offense was incapable of winning yeah. that game. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah. Pretty much the second a team scored goal number two, 
You knew at best, at absolute best case scenario, it, you were going to scrape a point, right? And that puts your keepers behind the eight ball so far. Uh, if you just looking at the keepers as a group, and if you want to dig into whoever, feel free. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is your takeaway from the season? Um, you know, my takeaway from the season, I, I'd say my overall grade would be a C. Um, Yarby, you know, he's a, he's a locker room guy. Um, I mean, before his injury, um, he's the, well, he set the all-time record in the clean sheets with 34. He's top three in saves, goalkeeping appearances, and wins by a goalkeeper. If you look at Illich, um, it took him a while to get integrated in the, into the team. Um, and even after then, you know, we, I think he averaged something like 2.36 goals um, against average or something in 11 starts. I mean, what was it, like 26 goals he conceded since August, since taking the over for, for Yarby. So, I mean, I think obviously that will improve um, next year. But it was just kind of a wash, honestly, if you, if you look at it. Because in, in the pipeline, we're all looking at Beaudry and even Abrod to an extent because of his, le- his leadership qualities. Um, but I guess between those four guys, um, I'd say it was a C. Like, definitely a wash. Not great. Again, for the, probably the second year in a row because 2022 was another disappointment. Right. Know? Right. Like they haven't been they haven't been rock solid since of course twenty one and this year it just felt like even after Illich got the start, the goals that he conceded, he's like, literally, what can I do about this? Like I can't do anything to stop this if you guys aren't going to step up for me. Well and yeah, and I and not to step on our defender pre you know, review coming up, but they had the fewest tackles in the league. Yeah. Right? If you're not stopping the ball they're getting shots off. I, I think of that Houston <laughs> game for Illich. Like, my God. Right? He was just under assault. Now, yes. granted, he led the league in goals allowed per 90 the wrong way. Ooh. He had the most goals allowed per 90 in the MLS. Okay. 2.15 goals per 90. 2.15. Got it. Nice right? So you're saying that an average game, you are giving up more than two goals. This offense is not going to put up more than two goals nope. on average ever. We, the, the Rapids scored, what, 20? 26 total. Yeah. Yeah. Total. Like, right? And that's how much gave up 26 goals starting in August, 11 games. Uh, Dwayne, you you were always very quick to point out how much Yarby was getting hung out to dry. Yep. Independent of, you know, defensive positioning and defensive lapses and stuff, how do you look at his season? Obviously, ending in injury and questions of whether he'll even be here next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would he would get, you know, hot take as this is, and however much the chat disagrees. <laughs> I think Yarby is MVP candidate for for the Rapids this year. Now, given this is a bad year and that's a low bar, so you, you got to put that out there, but. Uh, a lot of those early games that went to zero zero were because of some of the crazy saves that Yarby was making, you know, because he was left out. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying Yarby was the greatest goaltender in MLS, obviously, um, but on a very bad team, um, he showed up 
yes. when oh, yeah. when we needed him, and he Worked he was very like, clutch and yes. uh, didn't throw a fit about it, uh, you know, and kind of played there. So, um, for those of you listening, we didn't really we showed the graphics, so you probably missed this, but um, oh yeah, we gave we I gave Yarby a we gave Yarby a B, we gave Illich a D plus, and overall a C plus. Um, maybe that's a little high. I, I yeah. don't know. It, we may have ranked Illich a little high. Um, on yeah, there, honestly, that might have just been a it, big fat Now that F. we talk it out a little more, then honestly. it feels more like an F. <laughs> I, well, they signed him. I, I mean, I've got it on good authority that Illich is one of the more expensive transfers in club history, actually. Um, Which... You know, and when you they, say they that, spend, you do have to. They spent the money to get him. You do have to ask that they don't they, spend they a lot of money in new general. contract. Yeah, he's gonna. It's what a four year deal or something like yeah. that. He's under until twenty twenty six, I believe. So he's gonna grow into that role, and I do think we did see him at times. Um, he could be a an okay, solid communicator when he had to set up the wall and all that stuff. But like between the two, Yarbrough was the Barker of of the group. You oh know? yeah. Um, Illich, I definitely heard him in in um, in times for sure, but like he, I think he has to grow his communication skills on the field with this group, and I'm sure you know he's probably a good communicator when he was in Europe and all that stuff. But like, it's a different team, it's a different atmosphere. Yeah. Like he's got to know his guys' tendencies and then on the fly react to that. So I think from an organizational standpoint as a uh, manager as as a general on-field general like he just has to step it up for next season yeah look i mean he's gonna be around for sure right i mean i i don't want to lock him in as day one starter because yarby is still a part of the club right so you can't say for sure it's a lich but you know and and wanders has said as much in our in our chat before but Combined, they're making, you know, I think over 750K. That's a lot, right? That's like a lot to spend on one great keeper. And it's a lot to spend on two keepers who are passing, right? But not not much better than passing. And certainly not in Illich's case based on the end of season performance that we saw from him, right? Like, it's a lot of money to spend. Um, and a good point from Wanners here in the chat. He said, you know, I have four first round picks. Yep. You can put that into a new keeper, a cheap, cost controlled, team controlled keeper. Look at Cincinnati and yeah. Salantano and totally. Columbus with Patrick Schulte, you know. It's it's definitely an option. And I think the reason you aren't going into the draft with keeper in mind and you aren't going in you know, you, you know, twenty twenty six is kind of the end of the keepers on the roster is because Beaudry is in the pipeline, right? Like now I've said before, I wouldn't be surprised if Beaudry never even plays a minute because he gets sold before he is an MLS starter because he is that good of a prospect, but he is in the pipeline. And if he does make it to the senior squad, you know, you have a top flight prospect, right? Prospects don't always turn into players. Yep. Nature of the beast, but you have Beaudry in the pipeline. That guy, I mean, he's, he, he's Beaudry impressive to it. watch even at training. And he is really impressive to watch when he's playing, whether that's with the U S whether that's a little bit with R2 or the Academy or anything like that. He is awesome. And maybe we want to end the goalkeeper section with that because while it is a season review, here's the review about the keepers. 
Not good enough. No, yeah. Abrod a- a- is uh, worth noting. Abrod is a homegrown. His yep. option is going to be up, so they have to s- decide on what if he'll be back or not. Um, and then Beaudry. I mean, shoot, we we know what his quality is. Everybody said about how hard of a worker he is, um, and we'll see him at the U.S. U17 World Cup this month. This month, probably. There's a good chance he could be the captain of that team. That's pretty cool. And then it's not really to mention, cool to have that. They the um, the other US U17 goalkeeper they chose is Zach Campagnolo, who they who came over from Orlando City this off season and is another really solid keeper. Apparently, um, I was told that he's considered to be the top goalkeeping prospect for his age, and he's a year younger than Beaudry. So, yeah, I mean, at least that is one area where. They've rocked. They've rocked it. You know, knocked it out of the park. The the potential future is looking great right now. Even if this season for the first team level was pretty much. Yeah. I think I'm being generous with a C. I'd probably. <laughs> t- I I'm gonna go back and say I'm giving it a D. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Let's jump into defenders here. Um, all right. So, so overall, we've got yes. a C for defenders, and there is some. Know. There's there's like two people really pulling that up to a C. I would say, yeah. like there's two people pulling some strings, and you know, a lot of these grades, you know, there's probably more B's on there than anyone would have thought with how this defense performed, right? Um, some notes on the defense. I already said one, fewest tackles in the MLS. Last in the middle third, third worst in the defensive third, right? So your midfield now, that middle third is mostly midfielders, you know, and defenders on counters. Um, But there's just no resistance from this group, right? They are athletic to the point they can run with anybody, right? Maxi, maybe not, but Bombi, Keegan, uh, Gutman, you know, they're, they're good on their feet. Uh, I think they're good with their feet, with footwork. Um, Max, you positionally sound, but severe lack of dog from this group. And I think yep. that... That was, that was very alarming. You're right. You know, like, I mean, there was so much dog in 21. Where did it all go? I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but I think Lucas took a lot of dog with the him. dog out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, super producer Tiff. That is right. I think Lucas took the dog with him back to Brazil. With all of his many yellow cards. Just because cards he's a lunatic. Yeah. 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 You need lunatics on the back line, man. Um, look, I think, you know, I do think we were probably generous with some of these. You know, like, did Bombito, I give Bombi, I give Bombi a B plus, right? That's because, well, one, tackle percentage, he is one of the best in the league. Granted, he didn't play a ton of minutes, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he spent a lot of time with the Canadian team, took a while to break into the rotation, um, but he was very solid, full field coverage, Right, able to get into the line of attack on counters, able to chase down counters to their counters. Um, needs to get better in the air, needs to get better with the ball on his feet. Still very raw. Um, but hitting on a draft pick like that, for me, um, that, that raised it up, right? The fact that how far he came in the last 
18 months, right, to go from a JUCO kid to a D1 defender to a top three pick to a national team starter and really high upside guy. Um, I liked everything I saw from him. Just to add about Bombito, out of every generation Adidas player from that class, and there was probably like 12 of them last year, Mm -hmm. he played... He doubled up the next guy in terms of minutes. He had like right. 700 minutes of regular season action. The, the, the other guy had like 300 for RSL. And then a lot of them, frankly, spent the year with the, at Next Pro. Right. And so to hit on a draft pick this early and mm-hmm. know that his, his quality, where it's at, is kudos to the front office. They've got, as we mentioned, it's a great draft pick. four... Draft picks, um, and I, I confirmed it if I can find my tweet. Um, I think they've got uh, the two, the four, the 12 from Charlotte, and then pending on where St. Louis finishes, um, they will have a pick in the mid-20s. So that's potentially three-generation Adidas players, depending on what the size of the class looks like how the new um, super draft class affects that. Um, so, yeah, who knows? With Bombi, it's, it's a home run. You hope to see Absolute it again. Absolute home run. Look, I think I might have graded him too low. Like, honestly, now that we talk about it, right? For the expectations for a rookie, um, I think he was awesome. Um, let's talk Maxu, right? Comes over as a DP, first defensive DP in club history. Um, Big time signing, right? Not necessarily an expensive signing because he was out of contract anyways and was going to come over. So, you know, they only spent about 300K for him. Um, you know, DPs, if you're, if you're locking in a contract slot, most people just want to see goals, right? And defenders aren't going to score a lot of goals. You know, he had two, I believe, two goals this year, both on set pieces, um, both really ni- nice goals, I thought, especially mm-hmm. that first header he had. Um, underwhelming, probably. It's probably being nice. I'm sure the comments will have harsher terms for, for how he, he performed. Uh, how do you feel one season into the Maxu experience there downtown? I mean, I think I don't know anybody that was not excited about Maxu coming in. And certainly with his um, experience bringing in championship level mentality, having won the championship over there and really thinking this is going to be the guy who fixes the defense that just had mental mistake after mental mistake after mental mistake last season. Um, So, I mean, we were all pumped for that. And then, you know, the first couple of games, we kind of saw that, you know, very feisty dude and like pissed off at mistakes being made. And we're like, Oh, maybe we got our guy. Um, and then the anger seemed to turn throughout the season uh, to be, uh, I play for the Colorado Rapids anger. It's like he seemed to be versus anger. Be, yeah, but also just seemed to be irritated with just the entire team experience for him. Uh, given coming from championship winning club to bottom club uh, is probably not fun for him. No, uh, so I don't think I he had it. a great time. You I'm going to be fully honest. I don't but, think he had a great time. Nope. Yeah. He wasn't at a Burgundy Affair. 
I don't know. I mean, he probably had something going on. Yeah, he's probably back home or something. But, you know, I yeah, just think I mean, he was ready for the season to be over. Oh, overall, yeah. you look at it and I mean, there was some nice there were glimpses of leadership there. Um, but overall, it just I mean, at the end of the season, it ends up just being kind of a C, you know, yeah. like yeah. so much of this. You know, this squad, as far as the defense, just ends up being a C, you know, right. and, you know, C students, uh, <laughs> you C's know, are, 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 are not the ones that are turning heads, you know. Um, C's degree. Yeah, C's I mean, it, degrees, it means you're an MLS player, you know, uh, and, and we didn't win the wooden spoon, but <laughs> we we're did still win a C, the spoon. you know. We did win the spoon. <laughs> Um, I, I just want to say though, go. with yeah, with, with Bombi or with Bombi with with Max Shu, real quick, with his leadership, like Price wasn't wearing the captain's armband. Nope, Yarbrough got hurt. So for the Rubio final, hurt. Right, yeah, Rubio wore, wore the captain's armband, but then it was traded off between him and Max Shu, and like I think, I mean, now the club is literally going to have to decide who's going to be the next captain, and if it's going to be Max Shu. I think there's going to be the expectation that he comes in first every day is can follow up and like take Jack Price what he built from a captain's leadership and keep it at that high level because yeah. that's the pillar of the club. And if he came here to be a DP defender, great. But he also was a captain at Bronby, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So like not just captain, fan favorite. Yes. Um there there's like, that expectation. Like he, was, he was the there, guy. There's that ex- expectation. If it's going to be him next year wearing the armband, he's going to have to do a lot better than a C because with Illich as well, like both those guys that kind of felt like well, they were just, you know, coming in, into the group and, you know, getting used to it. But now 2024, there's going to be a lot more expectation on those yeah. two specifically. I don't want to, you know, I think I had my Cole should be the captain rant a few like weeks, that. you know. I like that. But I don't even want to get into that because, one, we don't know who the coach is, and there's probably eight incomings, right? Like, there are, there is going to be a ton of new pieces, and maybe that is a experienced veteran guy who sure. naturally fills that captain role. Like we don't know. It's just, there's so many, I, I, you know, there's so many variables as to who could be the captain <coughs> next year. Um, but look, I expected, you know, I think in the chat's right. I think we all expected more out of him based on price tag salary, not transfer, right? Like he's making a good yep. amount of money. Um, he just needs, he needs a little more. Um, Wilson and Lawless, I think we could kind of pair them together because yep, I like that. They, I just gave them both a C because they didn't really do much to impress. I think they both cut down on the drastic mistakes from last season, mm-hmm. but didn't play enough, one, and two, didn't play well enough, right? Like, you missed Lawless, the aerial threat, all season. Wilson, I think, was deferring to Maxu a lot. And I think in, in a way... I don't think it was a bad thing that he did that. You know, I think he respects Andreas a lot in terms of his skills on the field. Um, but overall, you know, uh, I think was it Burgundy Wave that reported that Lawless will be back next yep. season. Yep. I wouldn't expect Wilson to be back. I said all along, at least one of those two is gone. So, well, Wilson wasn't protected 
on the uh, expansion draft either. So right, oh, right. That for gives the you, expansion gives draft. you kind yeah. of a preview. Um, I don't know. I I think I think the fans, the team, everyone was over the Wilson Lawless pairing as center backs, and down the stretch we had Maxu and Bombi. And I think going into next year, I think you are saying, hey, we need more out of both of you, right? That growth from Bombi needs to continue. The leadership needs to improve from Maxu. I think defensively he was fine. Yep, right. Yeah. Wasn't great. Wasn't terrible. Um, but I think if those two, I think you have to feel better than going in with Wilson and Lawless, right? Like you just have to feel better about that. I think I don't want to say your back line is solved because I think you can always improve, especially sure. in a league like the MLS that is tends to be a, a middleman league. Um, but if you're rolling out Gutman, Maxu, Bombi, Keegan next year, that's pretty good. I mean, it's not best in the league. Good. It's not, you know, it's not Seattle. It's not Cincy. It's not, you know, there are some pretty hefty back lines out there, but that's as, as good as most, right? Like, I feel pretty good about that back line. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nothing really to add there. Sure. So those guys got C's. Keegan wasn't Keegan's best year, but I think in true Keegan fashion, he was solid always. Yep. You know, he'll be he'll be back next year. He'll be back for sure. So for who, whomever the next coach is going to be, you need those veteran presence guys. Um, Keegan is just one of those rock solid veterans that I think will be instrumental till the day he leaves the club, um, which hopefully won't be for a while. But um, for whom whomever you know the next coach is, they see Keegan, they know he's a pretty much rock solid defender was an iron man for so many years. He's yeah. Kind of he a, really gave that up. I mean, really kind of has taken a little bit of a step back this year with some injuries and stuff, but like you, he, you know what he can do. He's dependable. And for, for a new coach, whoever that's going to be, that is instrumental. So that's my take on Keegan. Dude, I, I mean, I am a Keegan guy. Oh, yeah. Yaya took him in, an, in the R guys draft <laughs> just to piss me off, which he did a great job of pissing me off. Um, but uh, look, we, um, look I, I, think, I think everyone wants Keegan back, and, and I hope he retires or happy. I mean, I hope he's here for the, for the rest of his career. Um, yeah. Seb is the guy that kind of took some of those minutes from him. And I think that's more because Seb has been in that conversation to, can he be the next right back? Can he be the next outside back? But his last MLS start, we found out when, you know, we all kind of were shocked in, in the press room at one of these games was his last start was Robin Frazier's first game in charge in 2019. Mm-hmm. He didn't start again until the end of this season. Mm-hmm. When he he's, did play. He's only 21, though. He's only 21. He's a young yeah. kid. When he did play, I liked what I saw from Sepp. I, I liked what I saw in the aggregate. I think there were moments where he got himself into trouble. I think he overpursued a little bit. I don't know how great his crossing game is when it comes to setting up Rafa and, and the like, you know, whoever is up there trying to score goals. I don't know how confident I am in that part of his game. But you have to say, okay, if they let Beta go, if they don't want to spend the veteran level money on a guy like Beta to be the rotational piece, I think you have to be happy with Seb based on what we saw down the stretch there. Yep. And of course with his time with R2, he was dominant. I mean, he was amazing with R2. I, I think he proved he's another guy on an option deal, I believe. Yeah, um, I think he'll be back. I mean, I, I think, I think that's pretty he, safe to say. 
I think he more than did enough to earn that option, say, because yeah. of the way that, like, he just, he's one of those homegrowns, Dwayne, who just, like, gets it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, local guy came in with Cole, with Ali, with everybody else. Like, he knows what it is to be a PID, and you, you need those guys on this team. For sure. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy that you can count on to hate RSL. And, I mean, that's important, right? Like, it's to get that message across to you because there's going to be a lot of incoming guys, you know. So you you look at that homegrown, you know, with with Cole and Seb and Ollie and Sammy Vines, and, you know, and they're not all here anymore. But... You know, those are the guys that help the new guys understand the culture as far as this is Rapids soccer and this is who we hate. And, you know, those things like you need that kind of culture aggression towards things like RSL, like Rocky Mountain Cup matters, you know, and like the the young guys are going to be the ones who. Well, and the home guns are going to be the ones that know. Yeah, they're going to be the ones that get that message across, you know. Um, just to wrap up here, this section, let's see. Um, Beta, I thought he was good when he played in terms of what you need when he plays. I wouldn't want him being the starter. You know, I hope if an early season injury would happen, you wouldn't be like, oh, we got Beta, we're good to go. Right? Like, you would hope you'd go make a move and bring someone in. Um, but fine. And if he is the, the um, you know, the rotational guy next year, I think you have another year out of him. But I think that's about it maybe two you hope he transitions into a sort of uh um drew Moore kind of around the club helping mm-hmm. the guys wherever you need it kind of guy because i think culturally beta is awesome um beta forever that's my we're take. beta guys <laughs> um beta boys um and then gutman i mean gutman was for me the transaction of the year yep um by a landslide for me I mean, Ronan is also in that conversation, so I think I don't. We might have to have you back for the midfield conversation, but uh, <laughs> based on that reaction to Ronan, but um, no, Gutman was great. He slotted in instantly. Um, it felt like having another Keegan out there is right. really what it felt like. I only say that because of where the Rapids were at when they got him. Sure, yeah. Like Ronan grew into it, and it was like solid from the get-go. Gutman, they still hadn't won a home game, and his first game was against Dallas, and they won. And he looked great right away, combining with guys everywhere. Team dude, like, he's an MLS guy that was a really strong pick, pick up in the offseason. So that's, or in the summer, I should say. That's why he's my uh, transact- transaction of the year. Um, I just, look, he scored. <laughs> like, he scored. No one else scored for this team. He yeah. came in and scored quickly. <clears throat> Um, he was a threat. He he had chemistry getting the ball up to that third level, right? From the back, he was able to get the ball to Rafa's feet pretty consistently and kind of skip the rocky midfield that, that the Rapids were rolling out this season in terms of being able to keep possession and, and, and get the ball up to the attacking third. He was able to cut that, right, and get it straight up into attack, which was really impressive. Probably my favorite piece about him this season was being able to just get that ball up and, and and start the attack and get involved in the attack and work runs off of whoever is on that left wing, whether it was Lewis, whether it was uh, uh, Cabral, whether, you know, whoever, real you know we, saw like, we saw what, like four guys up there. Oh, but yeah. yeah, him and Harris looked great on the left side. Um, 
you know, I think I think you you exercise that option, hand him the extension for however long he is willing to sign it for. Right? Like how long are you willing to stay here? Can you and Keegan be the outside backs for three or four more years and not think about that position anymore? Yep. Right? Um, is he best best left back in the league? No. Is he going to be the best left back in the league? No. But does he raise that back line up dramatically offensively? And that answer is yes. And yeah. you have Keegan on one side and him on the other. They can both handle long throws. They can handle crosses. Um, I'm just, I, I, I love Gutman. I hope he locks down a, an extension for a year, two or three or four. Um, anything I missed on Gutman there, guys? Nope. Nope. Um, all right. Well, then uh, I think that wraps it up there. I don't know if there's anyone else we missed. You guys have any notes you wanted to get in there? Um, that's really everyone that played, right? Like Bubakar. Kata, still a question mark. Um, some of the younger guys that, that, you know, kind of vacillate between R2 being the 18th guy on the team sheet. We're not going to get into that because they didn't play enough to have an impact. And, and honestly, those guys are more likely to move on and, and be replaced than they are to really fully break through the guys ahead of them. So no worries there. Next week, we'll jump into midfielders. Um, a lot to talk about there because it is a position in definite flux for this team. Um, and then um, we'll the do week our after we'll do next, forwards next next week. Huh? Do I move our farewells to next week? I was gonna say we could do it right now. We got about ten minutes. So, we can do. I mean, okay. I didn't know if we got ads coming up. At- uh, how much time do we have on? We have time to do that. Tiff says we're good to go. All right. Um, so real quick, we got to talk about becoming a die a DNVR diehard, right? Um. There is a lot going on, and this weekend is a perfect, um, perfect example of the benefits of joining this diehard community with DNVR. You have the Nuggets Takeover, right, which is party bus from here at the bar, hanging out with the DNVR Nuggets fellas, heading over to Ball Arena. You have a whole section of DNVR diehards screaming with signs going crazy, coming back. Hanging out up here in the studio, watching the post-game show, having a good time. We also have the Buffs tailgate, which you get discounted tickets to all our tailgates if you're a DNVR diehard. Um, th- those are a blast. I have so much fun at tailgates. I'm not. I'm not a drinker. I'm a. I'm a sober boy, and I love the tailgates. There's food. Everyone is there to get hyped up for their team. Even at the Broncos tailgates, even though it's so <laughs> hard to get hyped about the Broncos, it's still super fun. Um, you come in a diehard, you get behind the paywall, you get, uh, you know, Adam Mars does the list. If you're uh, into breaking down the X's and O's of the NBA, um, you get Rudo and AJ doing big breakdowns for the Avs. You get all sorts of content behind that paywall. Um, you get a free shirt or hat at sign up. You get 20% off in the locker. You get 15% off your bar tab at watch parties. Um, Lots going on there, and I, you know, for eighty dollars for a year, I think that's a pretty good value. Totally. Uh, so go ahead, become a DNVR diehard at thednvr.com. Uh, you can find it there and jump into this community. It's it's a community of crazies. You get you literally get a card. I send you a diehard box. You get all the things that come with it. Um, Discord channels, all that stuff, and then you get an actual. You can become a card carrying member of a group of crazies. Uh, that are the DNVR diehards, the crazy in the best way. So sign up for that. Um, all right, Dwayne, I'm going to hand this one over to you, man. Uh, confirmed 
<laughs> this isn't news anymore, right? Confirmed last yeah, week, early news. last week. Rubio, option, not picked up. Price, option, not picked up. Those guys are gone. Both surefire, rapid legends. You know, did they did their time here end well in terms of the on-field product? Maybe not. That's not important to this conversation at all. Um, yeah, it's a bummer the way both of their careers ended with the Rapids um, because we've seen so much, you know, in previous years. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we can't say enough good things about Diego Rubio, about Jack Price. Um, watching them on the field was a joy um, as a Rapids fan. Um just awesome to watch him watching Rubio's run last year to tie the club record oh, for awesome. goals in a single season. Um, it was incredible to watch him on the pitch. And for me personally to imagine being on the pitch, facing off against him and being terrified of him <laughs> uh, is, is always like as a player, that's what I remember him for. Um, and just the joy, like watching Rubio score a goal um, and his goal celebrations, even though they're never um, they're never like super involved, but just the joy on his face, like he the dude he loves soccer. scoring yep. goals. He like, lives soccer. Yes, he loves it. Um, it, it he's he's, he's a just fun to watch. Like he's, mm -hmm. he's he was a great captain. Um, Always, when he came on to the pitch, when the energy was low, like he is a guy who holds people's vibes and holds people's dog accountable. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, yeah, look. That last the, part. The, yeah. the thing that to me truly, there's a couple stories that truly like show the kind of guy that he is, right? And obviously the play speaks for itself. Sure. Um, you know, like you said last year, 16 goals mo tied for most in a rapid season ever. Downstairs during the World Cup, because we, you know, we we put that on with the Rapids, and and players would come out and watch. One of the days on the schedule was East High School grad right over there, uh, Ollie Larass, right, Denver mm -hmm. Denver kid, and Diego Rubio, right, and they were the two here. It was a slow day in the bar, you know. There was no huge. I don't I don't think there were any huge uh, teams playing that day or anything like, or any, you know, in terms of a draw yeah. into the bar. So it was just them talking, and the whole time Rubio's like, "What'd you do to get better today?" What are you doing for training in the off season? Right. And this is the middle of the off season. Right. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? How are you getting better? What are you doing? What are you working on? What's your next thing? What's your next move? What's this? And he's just always so locked in, not on himself, but helping other people be better as well. And not just better on the field, better off the field. Right. You see guys like our, our homie Emilio over in comms who, who he says the same thing. What'd you do to get better today? How, how, you know, how did you get closer to your goals today? Right. And, you know, I think however, wherever Rubio ends up, whether that's with another MLS club, whether he goes back to Colo Colo, whether, um, you know, maybe Liga Mekis comes calling for him or something like that, he um, he's going to do great things, right? When he's yep. done on the field, he's going to be in that front office or on the sidelines as a coach, and he's going to also be great at that. Um, I, I just want to add in real quick with Rubio. All my favorite Rubio story is actually this year against Toluca. Um, they The loss... You know, it was Cole, it was, it was Robin. It was different because the media stuff was like a mix zone. And they walked through and you could talk to them then, right? Um, and Rubio was the very last guy. I mean, we, we waited till 
1.45, 2 in the morning. But when we finally got him, he spoke for 10 minutes and just off the cuff, just had that dog kind of statements and said, we have to be better. Here's like, here's what we aren't doing well. Held everybody, including himself, accountable. Like, this was a guy, it was his first game off of that injury, I think. Yep. And he scored. Yep. And he's like, you know, and the fact that we waited until 1.45 in the morning, granted, I wish it would have been a lot sooner so we could have <laughs> left, but we did wait till him. He always was really respectful of our time as reporters, and he just, like, gets it, yeah. what this team needed. And, you know, that's going to be another big loss for, for next year. When they put the, the, the special numbers on the back for you, right, at the season kickoff event, I got Rubio, right? I'm, you know, I ride as hard for a lot of these <clears throat> other players on the team as anybody, and I couldn't not get Rubio, right? What he means yeah. to the club, um, where he'll go down in club history, all that stuff. Um, he is, he's truly great. We're going to miss him. He's um, a, and just to kind of wrap it up on Rubio is that as much as we love to watch him on the field, you know, on the pitch, being able to talk to him and hang out with him off the pitch is awesome. Like he, as scary as he is on the field, <laughs> he is like the nicest guy. He's just the sweetest man, uh, you know, and I mean, I've told the stories before about, you know, at the kickoff party and being backstage with his family and him texting his wife to get the kids over to hang out with my kid. And like, it's just, he's always asking, you know, not about how's work going and stuff. Just like, how are you doing? How's your family? And he's the best. Um, he's just awesome. He's just a class yeah. guy. Yeah. Pricey. Um, yeah, we can't, talk. we can't wish him enough, like good fortunes for his future. So, yeah. All right, let's talk pricey. Uh, there is not a person I can think of better for this conversation than downtown Dwayne Brown. <laughs> um, he is, he is, look, Price is like a true, true English footy scrapper dog, right? If you look statistically at his time with the Rapids, it honestly kind of looks a lot like Pablo's, right? Yep. Not a lot of goals, not a lot of assists. You know, no, not yeah. a lot of games. He did have a lot of assists. Well, not, not as much as you think. He was the second. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But yeah. not, I guess my point is, you, the way we love him oh, as a community yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the reputation he has as the key to everything, right? I don't think that's understating it. Yep. When he was on the field there, a lock playoff team possible home field through a couple rounds level of points per game and when he's not they were bad and that proved over time um but it's so much more than that right leader embraced colorado embraced c38 embraced the fans um he i mean he's gonna be missed hands down even though he wasn't on the field for basically two years yep he he changed the culture of wanting to like the Rapids. As you know, as as bad of a time as we were having in the Hudson era, and when things were grim, like you could still root for Jack Price and know that Jack Price was going to 
come over and thank C38 and the fans for being there. Um, always at events. Um, always taking, you know, just extra time to make sure he gets to meet with fans. Um, you know, I mean, I just, I, for me, like, and, and Juan said it, you know, uh, in, in the chats that, you know, a part of his soul died when the Rubio announcement, when Rubio <laughs> tweeted out and I was the same on that. And then it was 12 hours later, there's the tweet from Jack. And that was just, I was a broken, broken man as a Rapids fan at that point. Um, Jack will always go down as one of my all-time favorites, if not my favorite rapid. Um, you know, again, one of those dudes who was so much fun to watch, so much fun to watch get yellow cards in every game until he was suspended for yellow card <laughs> accumulation, uh, and then get right back to it, earning those yellow cards <laughs> to, you know, show out and stand up for the rest of the squad. Um, the set pieces, knowing that when Jack was going to take a corner, like we have a real good chance of getting a goal here. Um, just always being um, positive. If you listen to that podcast, um, it's a British podcast from a couple months ago. Um, listening to those stories, if you haven't, I want to encourage you to watch it. If you're a Jack Price fan, you get a little bit more of the back behind the stage stuff of um, the Tim Howard era and kind of when Jack was coming on and some of the shenanigans, but also little things about him going to Porig and saying like, look, you know, we needed, we needed nine points out of these three games. Uh, if we get nine points, you're taking us out to dinner, <laughs> you know? And like just being a guy for the squad, you yeah. know I mean? That's like leadership that you need. It's, it's not all X's and O's, you know, it's, it's about being that guy who's saying like, you owe the squad dinner because we're, we're putting up and we're making it happen right now. Um, you know, off the pitch, he's always been class to everybody. Oh, as class as it gets. Just, uh, I love that dude. Like, how can you I'm not? gonna be so. I mean, not that we've been able to see him play the last. But the thing is, he hasn't even been involved. Yeah, like really we for haven't even been able to right. see him play for two years. But knowing that we don't even have the hope of seeing him play yeah. next season is gonna be a rough start to the season for me personally. Yeah. Same with Diego. Um, <coughs> Losing these two guys is crushing for me as a fan. Um, yeah. I know that we'll get more good players in the future, but I'm not sure I will have a connection. Yeah, and with, that's what's with missing, two right? players because that probably I had with those guys. We'll, you know, the money we spend on whoever comes in for Jack Price, in terms of just on the field, will probably have more of an impact than Jack Price has had for two years. Right. Right. Just in terms of yeah, playing for the past soccer. Two years. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um, but no one can replace what price he was to the no. to the club and the community. I mean, for for me, like as a reporter, like I generally cannot wait until like whenever he's announced that next team, he's going to be like I can't wait for him to get back to the field and all that stuff because I mean, last year every time I went to training, he's like would see him and catch up with him, and he's like I want to be back out there. Oh yeah, so bad every like, time, and he wanted to hold everybody accountable so bad. But he couldn't really do it from even the last two years. Right. Um, but, like, I just want to say, like, thank you, Jack, for being... 100%. A, 
an awesome human being because he was the second guy I ever spoke to um, on the phone training preseason. I've never been more nervous because I knew <laughs> I I knew I knew the reputation of oh my god this is the, this is the club captain this is the bearded crazy man Jack Price and he could not be more with real the beard to his eyeballs yes. like. could not be more real That's about awesome. with about where the team was at and just like yeah normal introductions and then like again we've had that great off the field like professional player um, reporter relationship that I've. Frankly, I've never really had with anybody else. Um, so, Pricey, cheers to you for being a real one always, and Rubio too. Um, like, they, to the extent that so many of of the Rapids get it, like, there's Jack Price and everybody else, you know. So, like, absolutely, it's gonna be hard um, to see them them leave. But like, when they do sign with their next clubs, it'll be like. I feel like Rapids fans will be like have some sort of relief because knowing they did everything they could yeah. for this club in their time here. And it sucks that the right move is probably to move on. And that's that's tough, right? That's tough to hear yeah. when it's your guys, right? And it's club legends, right? Um, so we obviously wish nothing but the best for both of those guys moving forward. I kind of want to see Pricey. I brought this up to you guys uh, at Burgundy Affair. Kind of want to see him maybe... See if he can get in with Wrexham. Would love that. Wouldn't wouldn't say no to that. Right? Help them climb that pyramid a little further. He'd walk in as the best player on that team, I think. Right? Like or close to it. He'd be so um, good for the TV show. It would be amazing for TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> first, so you were talking about the first time you met Jack. First time I ever talked to him was so. This was before I was actually doing uh, design for sports. Um. And I had just done, uh, I was just goofing around and did a, a design, a Jack Price design for fun and put it up. And, and he had seen it on Twitter and liked it. And it was when um, the Rapids do one of the players go to the bar. It was 1876. Right, then, right, right. Yeah, you know? yeah. uh, and he was there. And, um, you know, I said hi to him. I was like, oh, I said, yeah, you know, I, I did that graphic because it was just a couple of days before, you know, thanks for noticing it. And, he was like, oh, you did that. And I said, yeah. And then he went on about the graphic and other things. No idea what he said. <laughs> Just no clue what said. There well, were words happening, but my brain could not make that translation. <laughs> and it just, that was one of my first memories of Jack is just like, I love this guy. I have no idea what he just said. But I believe the internal um, uh, captioning system. <laughs> the only time it's never been able to caption English <laughs> is when the man from England was speaking into it. Um, it had no idea what Jack Price was saying. Yeah. Um, that was early on, though. I mean, you know, as he as he was no, and he's, he's Shropshire yeah. through and through. Yeah, yeah, Shropshire all the way, man. Let him. Let you know. We wish nothing for, but the best. Um, I just, you know, he's he's a, he's a great footy player. I hope he gets healthy. Um, I hope he finds the right fit for him. Wrexham's mostly a joke. I don't, you know. Um, Except not really because it's you know there's money in that club and there, and, and it would be kind of cool to see him jump into a train because he is such a character right and I don't think you know being in Colorado and being injured and kind of missing that wave of growth these last two years with the MLS it's a character that a lot of people haven't been able to see and to be able to just yeah. get that spotlight on him would be amazing um, all right we've have gone on about fifteen minutes longer than we ever really do so um, I think we're gonna end it there. 
you know, obviously if the news comes through of a coach, we will be going live within within an hour, an hour, probably, you know, if not two. Um, So look out for that. Uh, Hit that like button while you're here. There's 23 of you in here. Let's get that like number up. Um, Like and subscribe on uh, YouTube here. Um, Rate us five stars if you're listening on the podcast app, whatever that is. Um, Follow us on DNVR underscore Rapids and the rest of us. Plone, where can they find your stuff? At Brendan Plone on Twitter or X. And go check out all his stuff over at the Denver Post. Yep. Um, I'm sure he'll have plenty once this coaching stuff gets wrapped up. Um, Thank you, Super Producer Tiff on the ones and twos. Thank you, Plone, for joining us. I believe Avs are up next if you're hanging around the YouTube channel. And thanks to everybody in the chat today. Pop in chat today. Thank you, guys. It's so great to see all of you. Um, Hopefully you'll be back for that next show, either next week or the emergency show for the coaching hire. Um, And as always, baby, the way we always end it, up the pits. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.